0: This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle,
1: Australia.
2: Finance Talkback with Barry Preston and Jane Klein.
1: Okay, first of all, let's quickly have a look at the market gold. Interesting this week. The Australian dollar is pretty strong, actually. Um, If you had an ounce of gold, it would be worth 669 US or 794 Australian. Now, last week it was worth 798 but in US terms last week it was down $12 to 657 so because of the strength of the Australian dollar it's a bit cheaper this week copper 7500 a ton that's 8905 Australian last week it was 8858 Australian and 7285 US so it's actual fact up 215 US dollars, but it's only gone up 50 Australian dollars because yeah. of the strength of the Australian dollar. <coughs> Nickel. Last week it was uh, se- uh, 57,350. This week it's 48,300, a big drop. Uh, it would have cost you 60,500 last week. Uh, that's equivalent to 49,800. So, it's down 1500 US. Uh, and three thousand two hundred and sixteen Australian. So if you've got a ton of nickel, nickel sitting in your backyard, hang on to it. Currency: If you wanted to buy one US dollar, it's going to cost you about $1 a dollar eighteen point seven. Last week it was a dollar twenty one point six. So there's three cent difference nearly. Uh, and with your Australian dollar, you would get eighty four point two US. Last week eighty two point two four. To buy a British pound, this has moved after, we haven't seen much moving in the British pound, but last week it would cost you $2.40.2 Australian to get one British pound. This week, $2.36.5. And last week you would have only got 41.6 pence for your beautiful Australian dollar. This week you're going to get 42.3. Not much of a difference, but
2: you know it it might
1: get you, I don't know what, one pence would buy you over in England. (laughs) Not much, probably. New Zealand, it's, uh, it's going to cost a little bit more there. Last week... Uh, one New Zealand dollar cost you 88.6. It's going to cost you 89.4. So the New Zealand dollar must have strengthened a little bit too. But with your Australian dollar, you are going to get dollar eleven point eight Last week, dollar twelve point eight Petrol, um, the US barrel, and I talk about West Texas Intermediate. I'll have to look and see if I can get this, interne- inter- was it, the Indonesian price, where apparently we buy, price. the Singapore price, mm. where we buy our world. It's because crucial, Then we that? can start... Yeah looking at it
2: in a different way in a
1: different manner mm. US 65.97 a barrel that's equivalent to $78.32 Australian last week it was US 63.47 that's equivalent to that was equivalent to 77.19 and at the bowser 134.9 last week 139.9 so that's come down a bit <clears throat> remember if you'd like to have a look at how the price their oil www.shell.com and www.caltex.com.au and if you'd like to send us an email at any time here we can talk about your question on air finance at 2nurfm.com Let's very, very quickly have a look at some of the other aspects of the market and strangely... Once upon a time, you'd never see these figures, but now I was reading a part, uh, a portion from the news where it said that the Australian one trillion economy boomed in the first quarter, buoyed by consumer spending, business investment and, in, and the ongoing mining upswing, and it was setting the stage for the 17th consecutive year of expansion. But, 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 it's also stoking the case for a rate hike. Uh because as our dollar goes up, things become cheaper and a lot of the things we buy now are all imported. So consequently, we're spending more. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, I believe, called on gasoline retailers to reduce prices to bring them more into line with its international benchmark. Uh, apparently, Graham Samuel is getting a little bit agitated. He's the chairman of the ACCC. He said towards the end of May, the Singapore benchmark price on which the Australian retail prices are set declined significantly.
2: <clears throat> and the price at the Bowser may not have followed suit as much?
1: Apparently. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, by the way, I've been getting a lot of emails from overseas to tell me that I can share in millions of dollars. Uh, and guess like this, this, of course, is the uh, Nigerian uh, newsletter. Goodness gracious me. Also, I'm getting job adverts or requests to make money on the Internet. Just be careful. Some of them could be money laundering schemes. And uh, if you get sucked into one of those, you may be looking towards speaking to the federal. Please, <coughs> Just be very careful. The Australian Bureau of Statistics showed the national trade deficit fell by more than 40% in April. The April deficit of 962 million is down from the 1.62 billion in March. But guess what? That might be good news, but it's still a damn deficit. Mm-hmm. Uh, publishing and Broadcasters Limited. Broadcasting Limited yesterday announced or recently announced that it had entered into a joint venture to develop, construct, and operate a new casino resort on the Las Vegas strip and it 's estimated to cost almost five billion dollars. The new casino resort will be named Crown Las Vegas and will be operated by Crown Limited, the gambling company, which will split from publishing broadcasters limited publishing broadcasters limited seems to be getting out a lot of its a lot of its media uh, <coughs> business and into the gambling area. Mm. Now, we hear of other companies taking over Australian companies. Sonic Healthcare announced that it was a, that it has acquired the Zurich based Medica Laboratory Group. Not for much though, 98 million dollars, but Medica apparently is a well-established uh, company and it has a position in the Swiss laboratory market. Healthscope has announced plans to acquire symbian health that 's an Australian company, both of them, for a combination of cash and health scope shares for the value of between four thirty and four fifty The market outlook now June is usually a month where people square up a lot of things for taxation <coughs> and they look at all the people who 've been trading in shares over the last twelve months been very successful are looking for shares that haven 't done so well, maybe are running at a loss they 'll probably sell them to can make the loss concrete for tax purposes. So, month of June can be a month where lots of funny things happen very quickly. The All Ordinaries Index was down sixty two point one points at eleven thirty nine to six thousand three hundred and five. So,
2: you're saying that this could be a result of people selling off. Yes. So that they well, can what you do is if you've been loss. trading
1: in shares all the twelve months, some of them you've made some profits, then you look at it and say, well, I really should make some losses here to reduce my tax that's what they look at and they could sell them and buy them back again next month or whatever they speak with their accountant on that of course to uh, sort of um, sort that out. S- make a, a loss more solid
2: yeah. and so does that mean that the stock prices are likely to go up next month
1: Yes and no, <laughs> because all sorts of things can happen. If things stay the same, one would assume that uh, a lot of people uh, that are sitting on good profits don't want to bring them into... Here's the other side of it. A lot of people sitting on good profits in this trading year don't want to bring them into this year, but they may want to uh, make them into real dollars and cents in July, so there could be some selling in July also. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the All Auditors Index this time last week was 6,356. This time it is 6,305, down 51. The Dow Jones last week was 13,525. It's 13,465 last night. The Nikkei, which is the Japanese market last time, last, this time last week was 17,705. It's now 18,040. And the London market, the FTSE as we call it, last week was 6,616. It's 6,522. And When we come back, we'll be talking with Diane Jones. So if you're interested in the Centrelink situations in your superannuation, there might be some good news for you. Hang around.
2: This is Finance Talk Back on two and RFM one hundred and three point seven,
1: and we have uh, we're very lucky to have Diane Jones, who is a senior advisor with Centrelink, with over twenty years' experience, and she's a regular guest on our program and brings our listeners up to date with the latest rules and regulations that may that may of course be of interest to uh, uh, people that have connections with Centrelink, and. Welcome, Diane.
0: Good morning, Barry. I wish I was a young girl still.
1: (laughs) Well, you must be because you just said morning. Yes. So you've been flat out... Oh, it is. Yeah, you've been that busy, haven't you? It
0: certainly is at Centrelink at the
1: moment. (laughs) (laughs) Look, what I think we might do is, first of all, just talk about the effects of the new superannuation rules from the 1st of July. Look, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing some positive effects in relation to government initiatives regarding the new super rules. So what are you guys hearing?
0: That's right, Barry. Um, There's some changes happening at Centrelink as part of the superannuation changes, um, Mm -hmm. and that's going to mean that some people will qualify for a pension for the first time, Mm -hmm. and also some people will qualify for a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card um, for the first uh, time as a result of the changes.
1: Okay, let's have a look at some of them. First of all, the assets test. Now, what's this test now? I know it's going to be history, but let's just have a quick look at it now.
0: Yeah. At the moment, um, once a person's assets go over the allowable threshold limit,
2: mm-hmm. and I'll talk
0: about those in a moment, mm-hmm. their pension rate reduces by three dollars a fortnight for every thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And that means that the cut-off limit for um, a single homeowner, for example, is currently three hundred and thirty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. And a couple, it's five hundred and twenty three thousand five hundred is the cut off limit for them to get a part pension.
1: So if you're under those you'll get a part pension. If you're one dollar over it, good night nurse. That's right. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. It's okay, okay. Um, as from what date will this new test and we'll talk about that now mm. come in. What date yeah. will this new test start? The
0: the change um comes in from the twentieth of September this year. Mm-hmm. And that's only just a bit over three months away.
1: It is? Yeah. yeah.
0: And what that will mean is that um, assets over the threshold amount, instead of reducing the pension by three dollars for every thousand, it will reduce to $1.50 dollar fifty for every thousand.
1: That's fairly substantial, isn't
0: it? It is. And what that means is that the cut-off limit for a part pension for a single homeowner will go um, up to about, it will be more than five hundred and fifteen thousand, and a couple who are homeowners to more than eight hundred eighteen thousand. So it's quite a big jump.
1: That is a big jump. Gee, my jingles. So this will have a major effect on some people's settling pensions, you That's think?
0: That's right. Um, many people will be entitled to a higher pension because of these changes.
1: Okay, could you briefly sort of give us an idea or let us know uh that may you know what that benefit would be, yes. you think?
0: Well, those who are on a reduced pension at the moment due to their value of assets, they won't need to do anything because come the 20th of September, we'll um, recalculate how much their pension is. So we look at their income and assets and and adjust their pension accordingly. So many of those will get an increase automatically. But there are those at the moment um, who haven't claimed a pension that we'll be able to qualify for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm. And because
0: we're expecting quite a lot of claims, they will actually be able to um, lodge their claim with Centrelink any time after the 21st of June this year, even though we're not going to pay them until the 20th of September.
1: So you don't want them to leave it till the last minute and no. then them expect to get the <laughs> money the next week. So, no. we Hey, listeners, quite busy. Yep. spread the word. What date again yep. is that?
0: 21st of June, mm-hmm. any time after that date. Right. So they can either phone up Centrelink and get a, a claim form mailed out to them, or right. they can log on, log on to the Centrelink website and complete hmm. a claim online.
1: Fair enough. So, okay, look, that brings something else into mind. Uh, also, if people retired with an allocated pension hmm. or com- contemplating retirement hmm. and considering a similar strategy hmm. uh, that, to get an allocated pension, they won't be called allocated pensions probably after the first year's <laughs> life, they may want to consider a term-allocated pension in this case. Now, I know yeah. I've jumped ahead a little bit, but yep. what's the difference between the allocated... Uh, let's talk about what we know now, the yep. allocated pension yep. and a term-allocated pension right. in respect to Centrelink benefits. That's right.
0: With a normal allocated pension, um, the full balance of it is counted as an asset by Centrelink. Um there's special treatment under the income test, but as far as their assets go, right. the full value of an allocated pension is an
1: asset. So, let's assume uh, I was lucky enough and Jane was lucky and you, everyone was lucky enough to have half a million dollars <laughs> in their super and they turned it into an allocated yep. pension. That's considered to be an asset that's, for income purposes. That's right. Or that's for, right. For, sorry, for assets, assets tests. Now, now,
0: with a term-allocated pension... A
1: term-allocated pension yep. known as a TAP, T-A-P, yes, P, right. Yeah.
0: Centrelink also refers to them as market-link pension, but they're one and the same thing. Right. Now, they receive special treatment under the Centrelink asset test, mm. and only 50% or half of the account balance
1: right. is counted
0: as an asset. So that can certainly result in a higher Centrelink
1: pension. So if I, if we're lucky enough to have half a million dollars and we put that into a term-allocated pension... Yep only $250,000 of that will be considered as an asset. That's correct. However, anyone that's jumping up and down out there at the moment should speak with their advisors and discuss that with them because once you do that, you do lose a certain amount of flexibility. Is that correct? That's certainly
0: true. They're not right for everybody because one of the features of this type of um, uh, term allocated pension is that you can't make a lump sum withdrawal from it, so it's not going to suit
1: everyone. So remember that, everybody, because you're jumping up and down saying, well, we'll get bigger pensions, you may forego certain benefits. Please discuss with your advisors in that respect. Okay, now that's the assets test, isn't it? Is there anything more? Yeah, the other
0: important point about that is that if they're interested in that type of investment, they must invest before the 20th of September to get that reduction or special treatment of the assets.
1: Because as of the 20th of September, they're okay, but of the 21st of September, they are history. That's right. No more, yeah. kaput, finished, finito. I don't think there's any other words I can mm, say for no, there. Is that correct? No, that's right. Now, is there anything else you'd like to talk about regarding assets test?
0: Um, no, I think that's that's the important change that, that's coming in from the 20th of September.
1: Right. So you've got to get something done after the 21st of June, and please don't leave it till the last minute. We all do, don't we?
0: <laughs> we do. Why is it so? <laughs> Put off doing the paperwork. <laughs>
1: But hang on a second. I remember many years ago people saying that when we get all these computers up and running, we'll be a paperless society. (laughs) I'd like to find that person. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably sitting upstairs with their legs dangling over a cloud saying, (laughs) I didn't tell you. Diane, we're going to go for a station break, and we're talking with Diane... Uh, from Centrelink, who has had 20 years' experience uh, in that area, and f- uh, you're a financial advisor, I think, of, aren't you? Uh, it's a called?
0: financial information...
1: Informations officer. Yes. Fantastic. So hang in there. We'll be back because we've got a lot more news to talk about the new rules that are coming up as of the 1st of July.
2: Here on 2NURFM, 103.7, this is Finance Talkback. And Barry Preston, we have Diane from Centrelink with us, and we're talking about the changes... That the new superannuation rules will have on, well, four people after. The 2nd of July, after the 1st of July, why the 2nd?
1: These are some of the most significant changes I've seen in my life, really and truly. Mm. Uh, they really are. Uh, and Diane is a senior advisor with Centrelink and uh, has 20 years' experience, often is our guest to talk about this. And Diane, we've talked about the assets test. Let's have a look at that other little test. It's, by the way, it's not a, a sitting test and you fail or pass those things. <laughs> no, it's, not. it's called the income test. Let's yeah. have a look at that. Now, briefly, what is it now, roughly?
0: The the income test, um, again, there's a threshold amount and once your income goes above the limit, Mm -hmm. um, then the pension reduces uh, 40 cents in the dollar um, until it cuts out completely.
1: And that's based on your taxable income, is it not? Mm
0: -hmm. There's, um, it depends. If we're looking mm. at your pension, there's a, a set of rules about how right. income's mm. calculated,
2: right. and
0: there's no planned changes to that how that income test is calculated for pensions. But there is an important change with um, people qualifying for a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, right. and this is um, results because of the um, taxation uh, change to taxable income um, after the first of July.
1: Right. So, uh, do you want to talk about the uh, healthcare card, and then we'll we'll yes. have a look at the other one as far as the super rules are concerned. That's
0: right. Okay. Now, the Commonwealth seniors' um, health card is av- available to um, self-funded retirees who are over age pension age.
1: That's what sixty-five under, males.
0: Yep, and sixty-three at the moment for females.
1: Females, right?
0: And who have taxable income um, below certain limits. So that's fifty thousand for single people and eighty thousand for couples combined.
1: Mm-hmm. Fairly significant. Yeah.
0: It is now with the the um, some people are above those limits um, at the moment, so don 't receive that Commonwealth senior's health card right. but yeah. with the change on the first of July, of course, if they're receiving payments and uh, from an allocated pension or, or maybe another superannuation pension. Right. Those payments may be tax uh, non taxable, so that may reduce their taxable income below those um, fifty or eighty thousand
1: limits right, so under the new super rules, I hear that if you are over a certain age and we 've mentioned sixty five for males sixty three mm-hmm. for females, mm-hmm. then the money that comes out of your super is not added in certain instances, and most cases I can't see where it is. Is not added to your taxable income. So mm. if that's right, some people who now have a taxable income that say maybe above the income test yep. may fall below it. Mm. Then they could find themselves eligible for a Centrelink healthcare card. Yeah,
0: that's right. The um, Commonwealth Seniors Health Card uh, gives them um, prescription medicines listed on the Pharmaceutical Benefit List at the concessional rate, mm. and they also mm. receive a telephone allowance and a, a seniors concession
2: allowance.
1: Strike me lucky, we better line up here, Jane. Although you're not that, you're not that young. Know, you, you can't. You don't look that old. Jane.
2: I'm yeah. working on it. She's working on it. She's <laughs> so working
1: on it, Diane. It's got
2: to be sixty-five, is that okay. right? It's for a male, sixty-three for a female.
1: Well, <laughs> she, no, she doesn't even look anywhere near that. No, if you reverse them, no way. Yeah. No. Um, um, look, this this could be in itself uh, could have a, a fairly big effect on what some oh, people yeah. receive in the future.
0: Yeah, hey? yeah, if you're on any medications, then that's certainly an important thing that you need to be aware of. That you you may be able to uh, lodge a claim after the first of July and hmm. provide an estimate of your taxable income so you can
1: receive that that yeah. health card. You don't class beer as a as a as a mind soothe or sort of any medication, do you? <laughs> no? no, fair enough. We better keep off that. <laughs> Now I know this next question we're going to uh, I'm going to ask you is uh, you're very very passionate about this one. It's called the pension bonus scheme. Now for goodness sake what is the I know we've discussed it before but what is it?
0: Yeah. It's the pension bonus scheme provides a, a tax-free lump sum uh, to people who defer claiming age pension and who continue to work past age pension age.
1: Right. So, who can get one of these? All right.
0: Well, firstly, you have to be over 65 if you're male and over 63 if you're female and have continued working past that normal retirement age.
1: Working or yeah, not actually, calling on a pension?
0: No, you actually have to uh, have worked.
1: You have to have worked. worked yes. So, you, even though you're self-funded, doesn't matter, you have to have worked. Worked,
0: that's right. Past
1: that's those that's dates.
0: That, past those ages, yes.
1: And for every year past that age or not?
0: Um, yes, every every um, 12 months you have to meet a work test or of having worked 960 hours a year.
1: Ah, so the pension bonus scheme is payable to people who, after the pension age, keep working.
0: That's right.
1: Not call That's on, right. not... Don't... Not
0: call on an age pension.
1: Right, fair enough. But let's assume they don't work. I, I know you're probably thinking I haven't got the, the message here, but I've had this put to me. Let's assume you're not working, but you're using your own funds yeah. still doesn't work? No. You no. must work. You That's must the key. Work.
0: You must work. That's
1: the key for the bonus. Righto, well, fellas and ladies, get out there and keep working. <laughs> Australia needs you. Yeah. You're a bit young to sort of uh, one family or three kids or something, whatever they say, isn't it? Two and <laughs> one for Australia or something. You're a bit yeah. old, young, <laughs> older, that is. Keep yeah. yeah, working. Yeah. Okay, well, if I wanted to get this, let's assume we wanted to get this, when do you have to register to be able All to right. claim yep. when the eligible... Period is yep. finished or whatever.
0: The first thing is, if you you do plan to continue working, you should register for the scheme within three months of, of reaching pension age. So, um, we find a lot of people, but haven't heard about the scheme. They've just continued working, so it's not too late for those people. They can still put, if they're mm. still working, put in a registration form now and ask for it to be backdated to when they they did turn sixty five.
1: And that's that's legal, is it, it to is. backdate?
0: Yep. yep. As long as you you know, you weren't aware of it then we can certainly backdate it because many people have missed out and um, um, we can backdate it.
1: Well could you give us an idea? Let's assume Jane and I are at this pensionable age. Jane looks all of a sudden's got older, she's sixty three, I'm sixty five, and we've now moved on in time. Yes. Let's assume Jane works for a three years. Yep. What would she be getting roughly?
0: Yeah. yeah. Now How much the bonus is worth
1: depends
0: on two things, as you've alluded to, how many years you've worked Hmm. and what the starting rate um, of the pension is when you do retire. So for a single person who's worked um, three years and gets the full-age pension when they retire, you're looking at about $11,550 would be the the maximum bonus that you get.
1: So you've got to get the full-age pension?
0: Um, well, to get the maximum bonus, yeah. if you get half of the age pension rate when you retire because you've got a bit of super, then you get half of the equivalent bonus. Uh,
1: right, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, and, and I'm I'm very happy. I've worked on five years, and yes. I'm going to get the full pension.
0: Yes. Um, for each of a couple, um, they can qualify for up to twenty six thousand seven hundred.
1: Is um, that as a couple or each?
0: Each. If each. you both. Um, uh, uh, five years past age pension age only one of you have to work but you'd both need to be five years past pension age to get the maximum each
1: I'm going to flog my wife to get her out there to work <laughs> wow. that's $52,000
0: but that's for people who get the full-age pension um, when they do um, get to the, the five-year period.
1: Oh, I have a word with my wife. So that's called the bonus pension scheme. Mm. And you, if you haven't registered, mm. even though you think you may not get it, it is still worth registering. That's is that right. right?
0: That's right. If you, um, if you uh, have too much money to get a pension when you do retire, you won't get a bonus. But there's no harm in registering. We don't want people to miss out.
1: So, uh, and when I do register, have I got to keep you updated with what's happening?
0: No, only, I mean, you only need to let us know if you change your address, but we don't need an update of income or assets or that sort of um, information, only just the basics if you've moved um, address.
1: Ah, fair enough. So I make the claim what, when I finish that and go That's back and right. stop working. Sort of. Yes.
0: Yeah. When you, when you do retire or reduce your hours to less than that 960 hours in the year, you have to claim the age pension and the bonus at the same time, within, within three months of a retirement or reducing your hours.
1: Fantastic. Look, we're going to go for a little break and then we're going to put a few little quick questions to you about certain things. What is included in the assets test and all those sort of things. And I'm quite sure you've got the answers there uh, at your fingertips. Yeah.
2: Finance talk back and Barry Preston, we're talking superannuation, Centrelink, the new rules, etc.
1: We certainly are, and we have uh, with us today Diane Jones, who has been with Centrelink uh, for over 20 years, has heaps of knowledge in respect to the rules and regulations, and she's a senior advisor there, and she keeps us and our listeners up to date with all the uh, news on Centrelink. Diane, we've discussed uh, today in fairly detail, and we're going to go back over a couple of things. One of them, I do get a lot of questions about concerning the assets test. Now, uh, as we get uh, older, um, a lot of our money is tied up in our house. Mm-hmm. Now, people think that let's go in and get one of what we call these reverse mortgages, mm-hmm. borrow the money, and whether they take it in little steps, what we're going to look at now is we're going to take the 100000 loan, mm-hmm. put it into our cheque account. Now, question, uh, what we've done, we've turned our house, which is not a part of our asset test, into a loan and we've got $100,000 in our account. Is that included in the assets test?
0: Well, there's a special rule that says that the the first $40,000 is not included as an asset for the first 90 days. If you if you haven't spent it mm-hmm. um, the rest of the balance is included in your assets and we will deem or assess interest on the, on the full balance so a
1: hundred thousand forty thousand for 90 days no yep. sixty thousand dollars immediately
0: that's right so it mm-hmm. would depend on the value of your other assets whether that's going to affect you or not
1: now after 90 days and I've still got a hundred thousand dollars in my check account so the whole hundred thousand that's exactly Right, will be treated as your asset. So to anyone who is listening and they're looking at one of these reverse mortgages, please consider that you should speak with Centrelink and get the full facts and figures before you do anything.
0: That's right. Everyone's situation is a little bit different. Sometimes Absolutely. Sometimes it won't affect you because you don't have, but for some people it will.
1: Okay. Now, I've got some vacant land. Is that an asset? Yes, it
0: is. Um, But it's not
1: earning me any money, for goodness sake.
0: It's still an asset. We're not going to count any income from it because you're right, it's not generating any income, but it would still count as an asset.
1: And once upon a time I had a question from a uh, a listener. Gold. He's got a lot of gold at the foot of his bed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where he keeps it. He may have gold certificates. Is that an income? Sorry, Uh, an asset? It is going to be counted as an
0: asset, the same as if someone keeps cash in their home, that's um, also counted as their asset. And it's a special type of asset at Centrelink. We call it a financial asset. So we're going to deem or assess interest on it, even though you're not receiving any um, interest as such.
1: And there are, I think, new rules now in respect to uh, people sitting on acreage with their own home on it.
0: Um, there's, um, I guess we've always exempted um, the family home and up to two hectares or five acres of land that was for private use. That's automatically um, exempted and it still is. But there's a special rule for people who've lived on a property for more than 20 years right. and who are over age pension age. Hmm. If it's on one title of land and they're using it effectively, then there is special provision to exempt the full value of the land.
1: Ah, fair enough. Mm. Well, we've covered a fair bit today, haven't we? The new rules on superannuation, how it may affect you, and the pension bonus scheme. We've also talked about the healthcare card. Mm. Now, what we might do is get you back uh, after the rush is over, probably in August sometime, just before the twentieth of September, just to see how things have gone. Mm. But. I know you want to mention to people about this date of the 21st of June. Would you like to just mention that to them again? Yeah,
0: anyone who believes they may be eligible from the 20th of September because of the changes can start putting in claim forms um, with Centrelink any time after the 21st of June. We don't don't want them all to come in on the first day, but we don't want them all coming in on the 20th of September either, so we'd like to spread them over that.
1: Maybe we (laughs) could say alphabetically, eh? no, I'm (laughs) only joking. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the best way is um, to phone the Centrelink um, uh, retirements line and get them either to mail you a claim, and some offices you'll be able to book a a time to attend the office to return the claim form so um, that you're not waiting too long
1: to be seen you look as though you're going to be in for some busy times (laughs) as we are at the moment trying to get everyone organized in respect to superannuation yes the rules are simpler so they say in some aspects yes in some aspects no anyway diane on behalf of our listeners at 2NURFM 103.7 thank you very much for spending your time with us and we'll see you or hear from you again in august
0: thank Barry, it's
2: always a pleasure. Lovely. Thanks, Diane. Finance Talkback and Barry Preston, we've been talking super we it's on our minds.
1: very quickly everyone, 14 days before the end of the financial year as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, co-contributions putting your own money up to $1,000 into your super fund can bring you a very big reward if you're under $28,500 a year in income $1,500 next year on behalf of the taxpayer funded co-contribution scheme. People wanting to get money into their superannuation have up until the 29th of June to get it in before the new rules kick in and you can get up to a million okay look everybody keep safe be back next week